Since the attack on the World Trade Center, I noticed a huge shift in our culture. And every year, I became less and less hopeful that I was ever going to become capable of expressing myself artistically in this culture, which seemed to be turning more into this celebrity junk situation. And while our culture turned into detritus, I was in such despair that I piled on and became a celebrity photographer. So if I didn't like the culture before I became a celebrity photographer, I certainly didn't like it after. That's for sure. And when I was a celebrity photographer, I saw the way this culture operates. And I saw that it was all about advertising junk that people don't need, that they can't afford, that doesn't make them happy, that just makes them frustrated and it makes them feel like they're too fat or they're too poor or they're too ugly or whatever it is, whatever insecurity the culture preys on to get people to buy things. So when I saw that I was taking pictures of celebrities to uh, propel this, I really felt horrible. And whole meltdown happened in 2008. My company was sold and I got kind of spit out of the machine. And that was obviously a good thing for me. And each year since 2008, I've noticed things get you know, more violent. Uh, there's a war that never ends. I don't. Is it one war? How many wars is is the United States involved in that that don't end? And nobody talks about it. That's another thing that's really interesting. This endless war that nobody talks about. It's very creepy. So I just became more and more angry and frustrated and in despair, and you know, just got darker and darker for me. And I already had, um, you know, a lot of a lot of emotional issues that were plaguing me. So I decided I was just going to be very do or die about it. My life hadn't worked out. I wasn't happy. Um, things were extremely disappointing. I was very, very unhappy. So I had this glimmer to put this art out on the street to give everything away, just to basically start over. And if I, you know, ended up in trouble or whatever, it couldn't have been worse than where I was. I truly was desperate. So my project about you know, love and rainbows and togetherness really came out of despair. So for two years, I have been serving my community of the Hamptons, and I've been raising money for charity and I've been trying to set an example of how one person can become a part of the solution. And I was really hoping people would be inspired by my example and that they'd want to join me. And I know that some people have become inspired by me. And there is one artist who is also doing this in Minneapolis. And I am so happy about that. This whole time that I've been doing this project, though I haven't known it, I've been living next to Matt Lauer. He's a perfectly fine neighbor, 
every once in a while there's a horse being ridden over there. His property is beyond pristine. He's super good looking. He dresses well. He's very fit. I don't know what's going on with my life, but obviously I'm going through changes if anybody looks at my social media. Through the process of doing this project, I have changed tremendously. First of all, my project was about giving. So that's going to affect you. And giving does not work as a financial model. There has to be something spiritual going on or else you're just going to run out of things to give. And I have never run out of things to give. So that tells you something right there because this project does not generate money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I always have plenty for everything. That's amazing just in itself. Really a miracle. So I have all these cars <laughs> that require tremendous upkeep. They're old. And my Mercedes has been at the mechanics so many times in the last uh, six months. Probably six times in the last six months. When I'm driving around and my Mercedes isn't working, I'm thinking, you know, what's the plan here? Because I've never had a car that doesn't work like this. And even my own Mercedes used to work. <laughs> my, my restored Mercedes that I worked so hard on, it, it used to work. It's, my Mercedes is a real problem. When the Mercedes started sounding horrendous again, I, uh, you know, connected to Pure Source and was asked what to do. And I was told to bring it to Meineke, but I was also told to walk back from Meineke. And I really, truly do believe that that is a 10-mile walk. I have not charted it. You can map quest it, <laughs> you know, but I think that's a 10-mile walk. So I was really meant to take that walk. And I really had an indication that something was going to happen on that walk. <laughs> I really knew that something was going to happen on that walk. So I'm taking this epic journey from, I mean, almost, the, I mean, just Southampton to Watermill, well into both of those towns. And I'm in this situation where I'm in front of this beautiful horse farm which used to be a, more of a commercial property, a, a kind of farm. It, I believe it was a nursery or something, a Frankenbox. And I have been in Watermill my whole life, and it is an environment here where there's a lot of farms. And it's nice to walk around the farms. You don't have to trespass. You can respect property. Uh, we, you know, we all live here. We're all responsible to each other. So on the very rare occasion that I ever did want to walk, I would, I would walk around here, walk around the farms. And um, I really didn't think that that was a bad thing. You know, I didn't feel I was encroaching. I didn't feel I was doing anything. I didn't feel like I was violating people. 
So when I saw this big horse farm, I thought there was probably some way I could walk through these properties. And the alternative was, I think, about five miles, a lot of it, an extremely unpleasant, busy traffic with no shoulder. I would have had to walk five miles to avoid Matt Lauer's property. That's just the way it's set up. And he blocked up the way to go around his house. It's his property. He can do what he wants. But since the choice is five miles in very unpleasant traffic or cutting through his horse farm, I chose to cut through his horse farm. I did not want to cut through his horse farm. But because he was not allowing people to take this very reasonable path anymore. And I really couldn't walk five more miles. I had just walked probably eight miles. And I just happened to be there and I needed to get there. So I never had any desire whatsoever to cross into this man's property. I didn't know he was there. I didn't even really know he lived there. I just, I wasn't really aware of it. I wasn't really thinking about him. So I'm walking across this horse farm thinking, wow, this is a really beautiful horse farm. There is not one blade of grass. <laughs> That's not exactly how it should be. And he comes out and I felt, you know, I felt really shamed by him because I was trespassing on his private property, which we all know is a, a, a real sin in this world to step on people's property, right? They can shoot you for that, okay? So, you know, I know my programming. I'm not supposed to walk on Matt Lauer's property. I get that. So he shames me about it. And I am his next door neighbor. And um, the reason I want people to think about this is because, truly, because he is a major broadcaster in this country. He is someone who was on the television for hours and hours every week. People wake up with him. Decades of their life, people wake up to Matt Lauer. Okay? And he dresses up for Halloween, and he goofs around, and he's very charismatic, and he's very charming, and he's very handsome. I completely get the appeal of Matt Lauer. He is a very... He's just a charming, good-looking guy, you know? And when Tom Cruise called him glib, <laughs> and Tom Cruise is also very glib, Matt Lauer is glib. <laughs> he's very glib, <laughs> which is fine. He can be glib. But I just want people to be aware of the fact that this is who we are listening to. We are listening to people who are like this. If you think that his behavior was fantastic and that he was perfectly right to shame me for walking on his property, this isn't for you. This is for the other nice people in this world who know that we have let things go too far. We have to push back somewhere. I am not in any way suggesting that there should be anything bad to happen to anybody. I just want people to see the media and the culture and what we're listening to.
I'm not saying if it's good or bad. I'm not saying if it's right or wrong. I just want people to see how it is.